Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Good morning, everyone. I am Kristen Cantrell, and this is Moms in Real Estate. Today, my beautiful co-host is actually on vacation in Colorado, and I'm actually interviewing Taylor Risky out of Colorado, and she's going to be talking to us about making a difference in the world far beyond the transaction. So, Taylor, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. So like Kristen said, my name is Taylor Risky. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado with my husband, Curtis, and our two sons. My oldest son's name is Jaden. He's nine. Actually, he'll be 10 in like less than a month, which is so crazy. And then our youngest son, his name is Liam, and he's three years old. I love and that. I love Liam? Yes. Thank you. And I am an associate um, broker. Oh, sorry. I was oh, that's okay. Sort of like the sound kind of went a little bit crazy. So, um, anyways, um, tell me a little bit about. I know you're a brand new agent, and I want to hear a little bit about um, what this year's looked like for you. You know, it's been really crazy coming into real estate during a pandemic. I remember getting my license or starting to get my license. It was like February second of last year, and which was right before all the COVID craziness had started. And so then soon after I was having to homeschool, my son was in e-learning, had both children home. So trying to get my real estate license, trying to homeschool, share my computer, all the things. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was a really crazy year. So I didn't end up taking my test until July, which was a few months later. But I ended up passing the national and state on the first go, which was an accomplishment for me, I guess. Yeah, that is usually it takes I I feel like the average person passes like on their third try is what I've heard statistically. And so when you hear somebody that's passed on their first try like that is really hard to do. So congratulations. Thank you. So tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, the topic today is, you know, making a difference in the world far beyond the transaction. What does that mean to you? Well, in my past, I've worked in some nonprofit and ministry type work because I've always felt like I wanted to be a part of something bigger, something that made a difference in the world and could give back. But I also knew deep down that I totally have like the entrepreneur spirit and wanted to go out on my own and do my own thing. So real estate really has become a catalyst that I've chosen to make a difference in this world and give back. So, so when someone chooses to work with me, 10% of my personal commission goes to a nonprofit called Dream Centers. So, and what they do is they support and empower women and children in really difficult situations, feeling like they have no hope or nowhere to turn. They've got a couple programs. One is called Mary's Home, which provides safe housing. Then they also have a women's clinic that provides healthcare services, behavioral health care, um, educational and career resources. So they really help get these families back up on their feet and able to dream again. 
I think that having something like that in your business is so important. And I think it's so cool how you point out that like this is something that you're passionate about and real estate is just the vehicle that is getting, that is creating this um, opportunity for you to be able to do that. And that is so true. I talked to a lot of people on this podcast where they do talk about real estate, just being the vehicle to do whatever they're passionate about um, and incorporating it to their business. And I think that that's so important, especially as a brand new agent to have that incorporated into your business is awesome. Thank you. So I also know that going from nonprofit ministry work into a, uh, a 1099 career, right? So like now you're your own business owner and I know that transition is not easy. So, um, what was that like for you to be able to like, uh, be able to say, you know what, I really want to go from this to this. What, what was that process around it? Just kind of making that leap and that decision to go back to school and, you know, go into real estate and create my own LLC. That was, you know, learning QuickBooks, learning how to track all my expenses, which is things I used to do before for somebody else, but now doing it for myself is completely different and learning how to, you know, time block and, you know, try and run a business and run a household at the same time. You know, it's, it's not easy, but learning to incorporate you know, boundaries and time blocking and communication with my husband on different topics of like, who's going to pick up the kids from school or just different things that come up, you know, so isn't that the truth? So I, I actually just did a post on Instagram today about time blocking, because it's consistent with every, everyone who I feel like is successful that I've ever talked to, especially in the four or five years that we've been doing this podcast, like, when you're a mom and a wife and you're running a business without time blocking, you are a chicken running around with your head cut off. And I've been like that for so long. And I've really like finally like submitted to time blocking over the last like six months. And it's life changing when you actually like try to live a life by design and schedule out what you want your weeks to look like. It's so it's just it's so empowering. It's so freeing. And although like before, like my core belief about time blocking was like, how sad if you have to like schedule in like your date nights and schedule in the gym, like, but now I'm like, I can't I couldn't do them without it, you know? Oh, it's life changing. I mean, and like, it, some people might find it weird. But I'll text my husband, like, can you pick up Liam from daycare or something. And he'll be like, send me an email to my work email so that he can put it in his calendar. And so it's almost like we run our home schedule through Google calendar. <laughs> I actually started doing that about, I, I was getting in arguments with my husband about the same thing, picking up the kids or whatever practice. And so I bought this giant calendar that is, it's actually really pretty. And I put it in my kitchen and then now I actually like I do um, I go and create an event in my Google calendar and I add my husband as a like you pick up the kids today and I do it and then we don't have to argue about it. And it oh makes everything so much better. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, one of your victories as being a mother has been like you were a single mom who went through a custody battle. Like share with me what that was like. Yeah, so I was. So young, ended up getting divorced um, from my first husband. My son was three at the time. 
And actually, we had just moved to Colorado Springs, so it was a brand new city. And, you know, just the divorce, the custody battle, the trauma related to it. I mean, I remember racking up credit card debt while working full time just to pay my rent, to keep my son in childcare so that I could continue to work and provide. So it was definitely a definitely a hard road. But that's why I empathize with, you know, Dream Centers, the women who go through that program, because, you know, it is so hard. The dream at that point is really just to survive, just to make ends meet and just, you know, make it through the month. So that's why I support them so much. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Intimately, yes. Definitely. Yeah. I think that I think that going through something like that, like can create like, you know, like exactly like what you're saying. So you can like relate with that. And then you go and you take that and you bring it into your business by giving back to similar like a similar like situation. So I think that that's so, so awesome. So tell everybody, like, what has your biggest struggles been this year? And I know um, part of it, what you mentioned to me is kind of finding your tribe that wants to um wants to create a business similar to yours to what you're wanting to do. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's definitely been trying to find a group of other agents who are interested in social media marketing. Because that's, you know, the route that I have chosen to go. And I've just kind of, I haven't been able to find that group yet. So it's been kind of a struggle, because we all want support. And you know, to, you know, to find those people who can support you and are interested and like-minded in the way they want to run their business as well. So that has been kind of the biggest struggle this year so far that I've experienced in my first year. Is there anything else I'm really struggling with, um, with XYZ or I was struggling, but now I've overcame it. I was struggling a little bit in the beginning. It goes along the same lines, but you know, being silly on TikTok or Instagram reels or doing things like that. And, you know, you know, wondering like, oh, what do people think? Because, you know, it was so different than what I was kind of, you know, coached to do in the beginning, which was, you know, door knocking and cold calls and things like that, which I just, it's great for people who want to do those things. But I just knew like, that wasn't for me. And so kind of overcoming that and just being authentic, being myself, which has really created like genuine relationships over social media has like blown me away. So even though that my approach or my ideas were kind of questioned, just overcoming that and actually being really successful doing it the way I want to do it has felt really good. I think everybody needs to not listen to just, okay, this is the way to be successful. And I'm just serving it to you on a silver platter. It really has to be like your authentic business and what makes sense to you. You will not see me ever cold calling because I have tried that and I hate that. And I don't like the appointments that come out of that. Um, But social media, I love because it creates like your, there's just this connection automatically without like this wall up because you can look at somebody's life online. I mean, obviously, like we share what we share online and we, you know, but for the most part, you can go and be attracted to somebody through their profile and through their stories. And when you end up having those conversations and you're building that relationship, there's not this like this wall up that there is when you're cold calling or door knocking. Um, And so I love social media prospecting. I think it's absolutely 
amazing. And um, I know it's hard for people and some people their bread and butter is door knocking and cold calling. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone to each their own, right? Right, totally. And another thing I love about the social media part of it is after a closing, it almost feels like a breakup. I mean, you're literally texting like waking hours, you know, even into the night for like however long, a month, month and a half, all the time. And then all of a sudden the transaction closes and it's like, you know, the, the communication is cut off a little bit. But thankfully for social media, you get to see pictures of them in their house or if they changed anything or you know, just see them thriving in a new place. And that is really cool. And you keep up with them and can comment and like and those kinds of things. So it really, I I really think social media helps just build genuine, true, long lasting relationships. I agree. Well, and to me, like out of sight, out of mind, right? And so, I it's just easy when we're so busy for to forget things, and um, but to be able to like go on social media and see your clients or your, you know, just your friends and family and everybody on there, I love it for the fact that it just keeps everybody kind of relevant um, easily. Yes, totally. Well, if you have any advice for anybody that might be thinking about getting into real estate or maybe they're a year ahead of you, they just got licensed, they just got started, what advice would you give somebody? My number one advice is that once school ends, do not stop learning. Go get all the credentials that you can get before your business picks up because you're not going to have time, you know, or maybe even the mental capacity to start taking all kinds of classes. So whatever is like beneficial in your city. So for example, in Colorado Springs, there's a ton of military. So as soon as I got my license, I went and got my military relocation professional certification. And, you know, that way I'm more familiar with the VA process. And then right now I'm currently working on my GRI, which is the Graduate Realtor Institute designation. So good for you. Good for you. One of my other things I posted about today was how much I let the education piece of my business be the first thing I let go when I'm time blocking, but I'm going to get better at that. You've encouraged me. Well, thank you so much for being on today. You are so great. If anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? It is at Taylor Risky. So just my name. Well, easy enough. Well, everybody, um, if you go and follow her, you will have so much fun because she is just such a delight. And um, I also wanted to remind you guys that we have started Girl Educate Yourself Conversations, which are bi-monthly every first and third Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have a mastermind with women all over the United States, um, and we usually have one of the women coming with a specific topic that will be able to lead the conversation with everybody. So if you guys want to participate in that, um, make sure to click the link in our Instagram bio and it will take you there. Um, Thank you guys so much. And thank you so much, Taylor, for being on today. Thank you, Kristen, for having me. Absolutely.